The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hey everybody, welcome to Yes Have Some. This is Craig here. Uh, welcome to the show. Coming up, we've got our one-on-one conversation, me and Troy Benjamin of the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. We sat down for over an hour and uh, we caught up with each other. We haven't talked in a while. Uh, he's a great guy, good friend of the podcast, personal friend of ours. And uh, we covered a lot of ground. We talked Ghostbusters, Afterlife, uh, the upcoming Ghostbusters Day celebration, and uh, everything in between. Uh, Troy's been around a long time. He started Ghostbusters HQ, which was one of the original Ghostbusters fan sites back in the mid-90s. And uh, he's been in and around the community and the, the fan community for a very long time. And him and Chris Stewart do the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossFit podcast. They've been doing that for about the last five years. And uh just loved having him on. It was a long time coming. We've never had Troy on the show, and uh, it, it was just uh, it was just about time to make that happen. So I'm looking forward to everybody checking that out uh, here in just a few minutes. Couple announcements. I did want to let everybody know that this weekend we are dropping the Justice League Zack Snyder cut roundtable. Yes, have some presents. I don't know why I said that all backwards, but that's what I'm calling it for now. Um, It's going to be obviously myself, Abigail, and Jake, uh, joined by our good friends Ryan Dole and John Yerkeba. And uh, we've all rewatched the original Justice League release. There's a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover, a lot to talk about when it comes to Justice League and the Snyder Cut and then the air cut of uh, Suicide Squad and all, all the cuts that are, are coming. And uh, we really want to break it down. And I don't know, we, we're going to have some fun. So that's going to be coming up uh, this weekend. We're going to drop it on Sunday that will be available in full video on YouTube. And then obviously on our normal uh, channels, uh, Spotify and iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Uh, I just want to remind everybody uh, to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're doing a lot more video content. So I've been doing these unboxing videos, lots of vintage toys being opened up on the channel. Uh, we really appreciate you guys uh, supporting it and, and subscribing to the channel. We want to grow that channel uh, the same way we are uh, you know, able to grow the podcast and everything else. So lots of good video stuff coming up. Uh, on the YouTube channel. Uh, So just search Yes Have Some. You'll find it and you can subscribe. That would be uh, much appreciated because we're having some fun over there. Um, Also, we do have Ghostbusters Day coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, Right now, we are planning on doing something, some sort of special episode, maybe a live show. We'll have more details on that uh, next week. So stay tuned for that. And uh, that's really all I've got right now. So coming up now, we've got our 
interview with Troy Benjamin. I can't even call it an interview. It's a, it's just a conversation, a, a good chat over an hour. Um, and uh, we, like I said, we really appreciate having Troy on. So we're going to get to that right now. Uh, here we go. Troy Benjamin from the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. It's midnight in Georgia. It's nine o'clock on the West Coast. But with me tonight, podcaster, author, producer, friend, father, Disney Plusser, Troy Benjamin. Checking account holder. Uh. (laughs) Checking savings, (laughs) CDs, bonds. You got it all. How are you, dude? Uh, we'll see. You got to buy when it's low and you sell when it's high. That's oh, all I know. This is my new financial <laughs> podcast. Yeah, exactly. uh, uh, no, this is good, man. You and I haven't talked. I mean, we, we talk all the time, obviously, but like we haven't like talked since last year. I it's think almost a year. I was going to bring that up. Let's start there. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I know you like to do a rundown. I, I, I texted Troy the other day. We'll just wing it. We'll script. talk. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> No, we're going to get into a lot of stuff, but uh, Ghostbusters Fan Fest, we're almost at the one year mark, which is absolutely insane because like it's one of those things where like in some ways it feels like it was five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) In some ways it feels like it was last weekend. Uh, But uh, how how are you feeling about that? Uh, I mean, it does. I mean, it does feel like it was like yesterday, but at the same time, because of the whole shutdown thing, it feels like it was 10 years, a different lifetime ago. Right. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's crazy because we are coming up on, I don't know when you're going to air this, but I know we're coming up on, on Ghostbusters day in two weeks now, a week, depending on when you see or hear this, but, and, and that's what that was supposed to coincide with. And it's, I mean, it's different. It's a different world. I thought we would be really stoked about a new movie in a month, and now we're stoked about a new movie in six months. Yeah, <laughs> longer than that. It's very strange. It's a long time. I tried to do the thing where I looked up the how many days till Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I saw the number, and I was like, that seems Nah, depressing. don't do that to yourself. There's, uh, there was a, I, I feel bad, there was a, I think it was an Instagram account who was counting down the days. It was like, you know, GB Max is one of those guys who's like, 282 days, 32 days. And then I saw them have to reset. And I felt really <laughs> bad for them. I was like, yeah, yeah uh, it's tough. Well, well, we'll touch on that. I guess before we yeah. get any further, uh, for those who don't know, Troy, you uh, are one of the original, uh, I don't know, members of the Ghostbusters internet community. You, you ran Uh-oh. Ghostbusters HQ. You started that. I always tell this stuff. I've told this story a million times. I'll tell it again. Uh, when I first got the internet in 1990 seven let's say yeah. it had to be 96 or 97 aol obviously uh because we were upper middle class not bragging uh yep, me too that's yeah. aol man that's what all it was no and then mom zero. would pick up the phone and you get kicked off and Absolutely. i'd have to like yeah. um but the first thing when i when i got on aol for the first time i i searched ghostbusters 3 it was like this is my portal there's got to be news uh but what what year did you actually start uh gbhq uh, I think it was around 95 or 96 um, because I, I like my, my math has always been a little fuzzy. I think I, I first logged into AOL like in 93 or okay. 94. So you're like an and early I, adopter. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, you know, everybody got the free trials. They came in like, they came with boxes of Tide. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, uh, you had the CD or not even CDs. You had the little like the, disc. F- the, the three inch floppies. Yeah, um, I remember when, but, the, when 4.0 hit was a big weekend in my house. <laughs> yeah. And, and it didn't fit onto a floppy disc. It yeah, had to be on a crazy. CD. It was, yeah. um, 
but yeah, so it was like 92, 93, uh, that I logged in and I, that's when I hit a bill, uh, MCO's site. So Ghostbusters homepage, for those of you who are not familiar, that was like the only place to go. He had like one of those nested Kevin Smith view askew, uh, boards, uh, where, you know, you would post in the subject line with NT because that was, you know, a, a tweet back then you just right, put right. your 140 characters and then NT no text. Um, so I did that and then I realized cause Bill, uh, Bill was doing that. Um, he, he and Norm kind of like shared duties on that, but they weren't really doing, it wasn't news. They weren't updating it constantly. Not that there's anything to update with back at that point. <laughs> yeah. The, the, f- the flourishing Ghostbusters news <laughs> industry of 1994. Uh, Ertl re-released there. Ecto-1A. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, uh, Everything's yeah. still available at a deep discount at every KV toy store. Dan Aykroyd says we're going into production summer oh. of 94. Uh, I want to launch but- a Ghostbusters 3 podcast called Going Into Production. <laughs> and the joke is you just never it never happens. You got the green light. Yeah. You got the green light. Uh, yeah. So I, th- I, I think that's where I kind of picked up on like, first of all, Bill's site was mainly focused on the message board. So I didn't want to do a message board. Um, but I just wanted to like have fun and write stuff. Cause I fancy myself a, a writer for some strange reason. Oh, you're uh, right. You got books. So I got books. You got books. Got, check very- out these ones. And those ones. <laughs> yes. this is all a sales pitch. It is by the Wakanda files coming September from Quarto press. Uh, no, uh, but, uh, yeah. Is that for available for pre-order yet? Uh, it is. Yeah. Amazon, uh, has it up right now. So September, uh, we can get in that later if you want to, but yeah, I did another technical manual for Marvel for the Marvel cinematic universe, but, um, cool. But, uh, yeah. So I, I started GBHQ. I don't even know why. Cause I was in junior high school and, I was bored. I had no, I, I lived in rural Colorado. I had plenty of time on my hands. Um, Colorado's a hub for, for Ghostbusters. It is now, but back in the day, it really wasn't. AJ I, Quick is from Colorado. and But AJ wasn't. He was in Minnesota oh, okay. at the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, now it's a hub. Now they've got like the, they've got three fan groups and yep. AJ lives there in like a, a, a the old uh, Gates rubber factory and he builds all the GB prop stuff and it's a whole to do. But I moved away and then everybody moved there because <laughs> I moved away. They're like, oh, thank God that guy's gone. Um, Finally. But, uh, yeah, so, so there it was. And then, uh, the message board was kind of a result of just wanting to, you know, you get caught up. Well, now it's a totally different story. We want to talk about now, but you got caught up in like moderating and who says what, and what are the rules? And I just wanted a message board where I could go and I could talk and not have to worry about all the rules and stuff. And now I want the opposite. I want to go to a place where I can talk and I want people to follow the rules so that I can just enjoy it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, the wild west of nineties internet. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, Oh, this guy's just coming on to be a, a, a jerk. Uh, that's, that's a rule. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's one rule. You know, it's so funny. Yeah, I remember so, uh, when yeah. I found GBHQ. So this had to be 97, something like that. Like I yeah. just assumed the person who ran my favorite, whoops, microphone, my favorite, uh, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for a while. Uh, yeah. Ghostbusters site. I just, I, I assumed, because you had the picture, you had the picture with the, the, the iMac, like the site yep. was built on this iMac. And so I was very like, very proud of my iMac. I want you to know. This guy's got to be 45 years old. <laughs> but you were like, you're like a year and a half older than me, which is <laughs> really funny 12. because I, I was making like members.aol.com 
websites at the time. Yep. And they were not good. But I had a fan page for any interest I ever had. I don't think I ever started a Ghostbusters page because I don't think I was going to be able to compete. But yeah. I had a South Park page. <laughs> I had a <laughs> Simpsons page. I don't even really, I wasn't like, I'm a very And did they all Simpsons have the page. under construction thing? Like at some point? There was so much construction happening on those sites. <laughs> you know, I, I decided to start a Simpsons page because I found a nice picture of clouds that I could tile as my background. And I was like, that looks like... That kind of looks like the and you got the MIDI of the Simpsons theme song that could just start when you went to the web page. And it was, ah, it was the great. day I yeah. realized that you could embed those MIDI files <laughs> <laughs> like that, that where, where our heads were at 96, 97 was yeah. people are going to want this. People are going to want this just like on MySpace. Everybody, they wanted your music to start playing when you went to their page. And so now yeah. we've come a long way. Um, <laughs> so you, so yeah, like I said, you're like an early pioneer in, in the, specific like not necessarily <laughs> you're a pioneer yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> was that not that's, so much that's my old man yeah what was it like to wear the first pair of jeans um no <laughs> but, you, you, but you were focused on news and there wasn't a whole lot of news at the time but that was right around the time when like ghostbusters 3 like dan Aykroyd was starting that that thing that he did for a long time yeah. And I guess the Hellbent script was written in the late 90s. So at least one version was. Yeah. It's funny because uh, Ron Daniels still likes to make fun of me because when he started, he and, and Luke and uh, Matt, I mean, all the guys that did not Matt, uh, <laughs> Matt was on Crossing the Streams. Um, but when they did Ghost Heads, um, the podcast, the podcast, Ghost Heads, the podcast. Yes. Very, very clearly. Ghost Different. Heads, the podcast. Um I sent them a message and I was like, guys, I love your show. I just don't think it can, you don't have enough content for an hour long podcast. Like the, the news, like you're talking about an action figure for 20 or 30 minutes. And, yeah. um, and then we post episodes that are like two and a half hours and I get a, a nudge from Ron every time. Like, don't think it can feel an hour, huh? Um, but, that's funny. uh, that's, I love but, that. I mean, but it was hard. back, it was back in the day that there wasn't that much news. So, right. you know, what were you talking about? I mean, it kind of feels know. like that right now. Like we started 2020 thinking yeah. like we're going to the like, cause you know, you're a, so we'll talk about the cross rip, but like you, you have the Ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip, you and Chris Stewart. Everybody knows this. If you're watching this, I'm assuming you know this, but I'm going to go ahead and educate you. Anyway. I hope so. Um, you guys are the only Ghostbusters exclusive, like top tier podcast. Like there's other ones. There's, there's, some franchise focused podcasts and things like that, but yeah. And, and, and other, and there's the UK ghost heads podcast. There's the, uh, the German ghostbusters podcast. I right. mean, there, there are international podcasts that are strictly ghostbusters only, right. but, um, uh, Chris, let me know that we are the number three podcast mm-hmm. right now in Iceland, uh, for film and TV interviews. I need to make sure that I, in Iceland. That, but, but Icelanders love us. I don't know why. It's because you if guys you're are in always, Iceland right now, tell us. How are you listening? It's because you're a huge Mighty Ducks 2 fan. It has to be that. Iceland is very green and Greenland is very cold. Um, <laughs> I think it that's has, the quote. It has I to probably be. butchered that. Um, I'm that's fine. a lesser human. But as a podcaster who, you know, you have an exclusive topic, which is primarily Ghostbusters, right? So there's a lot of star Wars podcasts. And when you have something like star Wars, there's just like a plethora of anything to talk about. Even in a non movie year, there's always stuff. There's always movies, TV, comic toys. Usually. 
Not right now, but right usually. Now, right now is the except. Well, that's what I was saying. Like <laughs> going into this year, it was like we're never going to have to think about what the episode's going to be. There's, it's just going to be every week. No. It's going to be something. And it was yeah. like that for like three weeks or something like that. <laughs> and uh, man, the last month and a half, it's like I get on the phone with Abby and Jake. I'm like, what are we? Uh, we're recording a show tomorrow. I still have no idea what we're going to talk about. Well, you can no just play this if you want. <laughs> you can release this. <laughs> okay. I don't care. Can we, um, I wouldn't even talk about that. Can we share this? Yes, yeah, please. Okay. By all means. Uh, but 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 I found you guys. I was so excited when you guys launched your pod because that was what 2014. 20. Yeah, it was the end of 2014 going into 2015. Okay, so about five years ago. Yeah. So for those who don't know. Chris Stewart ran Proton Charging and still he is Proton Charging. It's more of an entity. He, yeah, than social media more so than anything now. Right. Yeah. Um, which was the other big Ghostbusters fan site. Um I in my mind I thought you guys were like in a competition. Like this is when when I'm 10, 12, 13 years old, whatever, I, I would like you create these things in your head where like, oh, these two hate we are each other. He just doesn't know it. We're in a competition. <laughs> we still are. The long con. <laughs> Taking them down. Uh, he's gonna dial in one week, and there's not gonna be anybody answering when he least expects it. That's the pillow. <laughs> uh, he might welcome that or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I think I just admitted to murder on your show. <laughs> and I just said that I think Chris Stewart is ready to call it quits. Um, it's a no, wife and kids, and I love Chris. I love you guys. Um, so, but you start. So why at that time? So that was the time. There were some rumblings. We might get a movie, Paul Feig, that kind of stuff. Was that kind of like, hey, you know, you're an audio guy, you're a producer. You were like, hey, let's go ahead and do this now. Now's the time. It, it, yeah. I mean, it. The the funny thing is, the movie I had no idea was coming. So we started the podcast. It was Chris. Chris will tell you that I I walked away from from Ghostbusters fan site stuff. I was just like, I I can't do this anymore. Um, and then I would always be like, I'm going to start a Twitter account. And he's like, sure, dude, whatever. Oops, take that microphone. I'm going to I'm going to start a Twitter account. Um, and he would be like, all right, fine. And then I was like, I'm going to start up Ghostbusters HQ again. He's like, OK, fine, whatever. I don't care, dude. Like, I have a life. Like, leave me alone. Um, and then I came to him and I was like, I think I want to start a podcast. Ghost Heads is gone. Crossing the Streams is gone. Um, it's it's now kind of like on the, th- like I'm listening to at the time it was like rebel force radio and the soundtrack show or no, no soundtrack show wasn't on at that point. It was rebel force radio. Mm-hmm. I'm like f- fans. I feel like we can be an articulate and informed voice, um, and still have fun. Um, and, and maybe we can find some stuff to talk about. I'm just, I want to talk about ghostbusters again. I just don't want to do it in message board form. Um, so let's treat it like our poker night and every Wednesday we'll just talk ghostbusters, whatever we want to talk about. Um, and then we decided to do that. I think that was, uh, May of 2015. No, it was a little bit before that it had because, to be before, because the, so answer the call started filming spring 2015. It was, it was just before filming started because okay. I remember we started the podcast and then all of a sudden that the, the, the release date went up. It was like Ghostbusters, uh, July, 2016. And both of us were like, Oh Shit! What did we just do? Right, 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 <laughs> what right. Doing? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then so the podcast was just starting up when we were first seeing like the first couple shooting days. Okay. Of answer the call, so it it was completely uh, circumstantial. It was okay. not intended at all. Um, and then yeah. sure enough, that movie came out, and that was its whole other thing. 
Mm-hmm. We don't have to get into that, but um, I but always, it, it, I always it, enjoy it. It well, yeah, and and one the best part is so you listen to yes have some, and you guys started up um, for for the same reasons. Like yeah. there was a very loud voice, um, and the loudest voice in the room was getting the most attention, but mm-hmm. not necessarily the most measured or calm well, voice our, in the room. Or so like yeah, um, Abby and myself had talked about. It was mo- mostly me. I, I was kind of in the same boat where I was like, I want to start a podcast. I listen. Jesus. I listen to a lot. That's of- I hit my mic earlier. It's, it's fine. I'm, I've got the one for one stand out and it's uh, keeping score. Yeah. Flows. Um, okay. It, uh, so I wanted to start a podcast. I was like, I listen to podcasts and like the, the running joke is that at neither Abby or Jake listen to podcasts. They just don't. <laughs> And that's yeah. probably why our show doesn't feel like I've always felt like we feel more like a morning radio show than a podcast because. But that's good because most podcasts have that like there's the lulls in conversation. Right. There's there's the it's different. Yeah. yeah. That's why I love you guys is because it is a conversation. Yeah. It's like listening to you having your phone call. Even when you do call Jake and you have a phone call. Right. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, that is what it is. Sometimes there'll be weeks and I know we're all over the place, but who cares? There'll be weeks where we're like we really struggle with like, what are we going to talk about tonight? And then we kind of get through the episode we're kind of like yeah that, you know maybe that wasn't our our best and then yeah. we'll hop on the phone 10 minutes later and just go off for two hours about something I'm like, sometimes wow. you just gotta let her buy you gotta let her buy something you gotta, you gotta let her buy let something her sometimes first comment on our new youtube video let her buy something so that shirt's gonna be <laughs> anyways um i don't even think we that was just a couple of days ago we haven't even talked about that on the pod we'll, we'll get into that this week yeah um but yeah we i had talked to abby i was like let's launch a podcast and she was like cool about what and i'm like i don't know and like i think we did the thing that every podcaster does at first i was like we'll just we'll just talk about you know the shows we like yeah great and this was right around the time snl 40 was gonna was was on remember right. the 40th anniversary yeah which was awesome. It was yeah, good. all their anniversary specials are always awesome. It was good. And and I was like, you know, we loved that. We loved that thing they did. That can be our first episode. I'll never forget. We bought like a blue snowball mic or whatever, plugged it in the USB, sat down, and like every podcaster ever, 45 seconds in, we were like, what do we say? <laughs> so uh what do we do? And it it was this kind of thing where like you have your weird podcast voice, and I was like, so Eddie Murphy came back. That was weird. Like she's like looking at me like, yeah, it was weird. Who and I are was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, so this we, was this was before or after you guys got married. It was before, uh, right? Well before. This was well before. This yeah. was a couple. This was probably like right around this 2014, 2015. Yeah. Okay. Because I think I had probably heard you guys, and I was like, well, I want to start a podcast. I love what you guys are doing. I was listening to Rebel Force Radio at the time as well. And just a couple other shows. There used to be a, a podcast called Modern Myth Media I liked a lot. Um, yeah. Four or five guys, mostly talking DC, Marvel movies, that kind of stuff. But like a lot of podcasts just one day just stopped. Yeah, it was um, uh, Comic Geek Speak was the one for me. Like I would listen to these guys just like circle and talk about like the previews issue or mm-hmm. or whatever comics they were reading that week. Uh, they did like their off the rack uh, episodes. And yeah. 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 So that was kind of my inspiration. And then I was like, well, we sucked at that. We're not, I was like, I put the microphone away. I was like, that is going in the closet. We will revisit this sometime later. Cause I didn't want to do a Ghostbusters podcast because it was that same thing where I was like, this is probably the, the subject matter I, I could probably, you know, do the best on. Like I could talk about Ghostbusters all day and have what I would consider somewhat <laughs> 
intelligent, entertaining conversations about it, but you guys were already doing it. And I was also like self-aware, like there's, I don't want it. Nobody wants the second version of the cross rope where we're just talking I'm, about the same stuff everywhere. I'm glad because you would have kicked our asses. It no, would have been, no, no, this no. would have been, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. Um, this would be over. You'd be interviewing me. Uh, <laughs> so long story short, sometime later we met Jake and we had never really talked to him before. I was like, Hey, you want to start a podcast? He's like, all right. <laughs> then, then we just started. Uh, that was a good so, Jake impression. You know, whatever. Fucking cares. Uh, <laughs> Poor uh, Jake. What I love about, you know how everybody, like it's the thing with uh, podcasting or whatever. It's like it's everybody's real personality dialed up a couple notches or dialed down True. a couple notches. Uh, Jake is that is a that's Jake. <laughs> that's <laughs> really Jake. Is. And we did this thing on the on the uh, we did this survey in our our Facebook group recently on group therapy. Like, you know, what are your what are your favorite YHS things? Whether it was like inside jokes or stuff that's happened, the stories we've told. And like literally 10 people were like, we like how Jake hates stuff. <laughs> it's like, he was like, am I crazy? And I was like, we love how Jake hates. Jake that's... hates. And I, uh, I empathize with his hate. No. Um, but yeah, so you guys, man, you guys have been kicking ass. Like you, you, you're the number one, you're the only all Ghostbusters podcast. And like, we needed that. In Barely. 20, in 2016. No, we needed it we needed it through filming. And like you said, like we needed a voice to like, uh, just like an intelligent conversation. It's not about taking a side. It's about like analysis and like a thoughtful manner. Yeah. I mean, we, we took, we certainly took our licks from, from the, the people who, who were just opposed to the movie from, from moment one, like from, from the moment it was announced that it was Paul and that the cast was announced, there was, there was like an Im- immediate reaction to it. Um, and Chris and I, like I, a, a lot of people loved it, especially there's one comment that they gave us a five-star review, so I don't want to jinx it, but they were like, mm-hmm. these two guys shot in Freud. I can't believe it. All they've done is talked up this movie for years and the movie's terrible. Um, <laughs> Chris and I just sort of took an attitude. Like, can we just see the movie? Yeah. Like I, I, okay. So you, you don't like X thing that went up on slash film yesterday. Okay, cool can I just see the movie? Like there are, there are good, bad movies. Um, I am a, I love the super Mario brothers movie. I love last action hero. I love Hudson Hawk. All of these movies that just cata- just giant catastrophes at the box office. Right. Um, but I, I love them because they're genre and they're fun and they're quirky and they're different. Um, and they took risks and, uh, so what? Um, but yeah, I just I wanted to see the movie and I knew that they had that poor, you know, Paul Feig and Katie Dippold, um, they're sitting trying to rewrite Ghostbusters from a blank page. And I've, I empathized with them, too. Like that was a really difficult position for them to be in. Um, I, I would say it's an impossible position. It really is. It's like, uh, hey, I had this really great meal when I was 16. It was the best burger. It was the best fries. It was like the best meal that I sat down to as a 16-year-old kid. Can you recreate that for me? But you're you're going off of like me just telling you that it was a burger and fries. So that's that's kind of what they went with. And um, but so anyway, so it it yeah, we we tried to stay positive. We tried to nobody listens to a a podcast or a radio show, I hope, 
just to listen to people be angry and bash things and 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 take out whatever frustrations they have with the world on the podcast itself. Um, so we tried to be positive and we just tried to keep an optimistic mind. And then when we saw the movie, I know a lot of people felt one way or the other. I saw the movie the same time you saw the movie and, and, uh, and it was a big buildup and it was the premiere and it was a whole to do. And yes, we had these rose colored glasses on and, um, and we saw the movie and I was like, well, that wasn't what I expected, but I had fun here. I had fun there you know, much in the same way when you go and you see a, a movie or, or when you listen to an album, you're like, I like that track. I think I like track five, maybe it was six. I right. don't know. I need to listen to it again. Yeah. Um, then when you revisit it, you end up maybe changing your mind. Like it's kind of that thing where sure. When you go back and watch answer the call or, or any movie, you might have, uh, some wavering opinions on, uh, you, you might get something out of it different than second time, or you might say, okay, I didn't like this thing as much as I did, but I kind of overlooked this, you know, this other part or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, this kind of leads me to a question I've been kind of pondering lately. And I, I think you're the first person I'm going to, I might've, I don't think I've brought this up. In the oh, no. Um, it's not specifically about answering, well, but, prepare. but it is why, why, why didn't you like it? And why are you a corporate show? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just in your iTunes uh, reviews now. Uh, shill, you're a shill. Shills. Oh, yes. We God. get paid this, this palatial, my inflatable mattress in my guest room was paid for. <laughs> Look at all that, by that Sony money behind you. Um, <laughs> but Ghostbusters, right? So it's this franchise that falls into this weird category where it's not as, it might be as Ghostbusters as a movie might be as beloved as Star Wars. Like people genuinely have a love and affection for Ghostbusters. Everybody from yeah. casual viewers to the hardcore fans, like everybody loves Ghostbusters. Um, but as a franchise, it kind of falls into this weird category where it, it kind of fit into this certain time and place. And it was, you know, the eighties into the early nineties. And then it kind of went away for a long time. Didn't, and didn't have like that staying power. Didn't, you know, they tried extreme ghostbusters, whatever. And, and it's kind of been a little bit hit or miss as far as like, can this be a viable long-term franchise? Um, and there's a lot of franchises that I think fall into that category. I think something like, you know, men in black or, you know, even something like the matrix where it's like the matrix was this really big deal, in the late nineties, early two thousands. And they're going to have that fourth matrix movie that comes out next year. Like yeah. are people going to be like, yes, we've been waiting for the matrix. Or is it going to be like, Hey, that was great 20 years ago, but we don't care anymore. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. But, but this all leads me to my question with ghostbusters. Like there were so many false starts to ghostbusters three. And there were so many, like, it's going to be this writer. It's going to be this director. It's going to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lord Miller, it's going to be the Russos and the, all uh, yeah, these it's going to be Sandler and Farley and Chris Rock and yeah, <clears throat> it, right. it's been going on since the nineties. It's been going yeah. on since the nineties, and it was always kind of like, well, that would be cool. Oh, this would be cool. Like, it'd be really cool if the guys from the Office, you know, who are partners with Harold Ramis, like, seems like they could probably do a good Ghostbusters. It, it would have been, yeah, it would have been, yeah. but it wasn't until it was like that announcement where it's like Jason Reitman is going to carry this legacy on. That was the first piece of Ghostbusters 3 news that was A, like actually real and official, but it was the first time ever where it was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's how oh, we yeah. do this. And like, I, it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. Like maybe Ghostbusters 
just has enough of that heart and that family kind of legacy tied in with like the Reitmans and Reitman working with Murray and Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. And then I don't know, it just felt like that's, they finally did it. They, yeah. And it was like right there the whole time. And, and well, and they had to take, they had to take the first steps. One of the first things that Jason Reitman said was that he respected what Paul Feig did because somebody had to do that. Like somebody had to, take that first leap of faith and, and either see if something worked or something didn't. And what he proved was that it it is possible. Like, you know, uh, one of the biggest critiques, I think we share the same critique is Terminator is not a franchise like Terminator, uh, Terminator one, Terminator two, fantastic movies, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I really enjoyed, but every time they try to do a movie, they're just, it's the same finite tr- thing that they're trying to it's a square peg with a round hole and yeah. you can't figure that the story's out story's over story's over story's like over. the the more that you try to tell that story the more that it deludes what came before it um where with ghostbusters it's like i understand technology that helps me fight the paranormal and the unknown i love the wish fulfillment that's within it i love that it is kind of a, a ragtag kind of quirky weird group of people coming together that are scientists um, and, and they can tell as many stories as they want. And so that's what Paul Feig did. Um, and so when I heard Jason Reitman did it, I thought, well, number one, awesome, because here's somebody who is relatively you and my age, um, somebody who, uh, has had the same experiences, uh, with the, the franchise, although on a very more intimate and personal level, obviously, but, um, you know, and and the other thing that I immediately thought was, well, Jason probably had conversations with his dad as one filmmaker to another. Why didn't the the Eisenberg and Stupnitsky script work? Why didn't the um, the Drew Pierce uh, treatment work? Why did we not get these things off the ground? And then he probably also heard the stories from his dad with Feig's film, like what was he trying to do that Feig didn't want to do, and what? So he's he's kind of been this observer of all of this stuff who is now taking all of that into consideration when he's making his own film. Um, and I thought, you know, for one, it's, you, you do get, he loves to say that it's the nepotism. Yeah. He got the film because of nepotism. It was like, Oh, it's a Reitman. Everything's fine. Um, (laughs) but he's also, he makes really good movies. He's really, he does make really good movies. Um, and, and that's the other thing is he and his creative team, you know, and, and it was the argument that I made a lot with with Paul Feig because, you know, he was using the same creative team that he used on other movies like Bridesmaids and Spy and um, uh, Robert Yeoman, one of my favorite directors of photography, did the 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 cinematography on, on Ghostbusters Answer the Call. And I was really excited to see what he did because he does all of Wes Anderson's movies. You know, he could have done something totally weird, um, but he didn't. He went for the big, like bright, saturated comedy you know it's a big it's a big tentpole comedy that's what he went for but another another podcast um so yeah so jason his his heart was coming from the right place he also knew um what comes with the nepotism of it all is he wants to make his father proud um he wants to do a good job Again, his he's creating art from something that is deeply personal to him and something that he has grown up with and he's seen his dad either thrive or hate depending on what day of the week it is. Um, And so he's like he he is he has this very intimate knowledge of it that a lot of other people don't like if you went to any 
filmmaker and you said make a ghostbusters and they would say oh i love ghostbusters i saw the cartoon when i was a kid and how many times did we hear in interviews with answer the call i saw the cartoon when i was a kid and that's kind of like the the experience that we all had but jason had something totally different um so uh yeah i mean i i i was stoked for for that reason alone i knew that his heart was going to be in the right place I was also stoked because he is Jason Reitman. He has connections to the following people, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like he, he can make those phone calls. He knows those people because they, they were his godparents. You know, it's, it's like when you read Violet Ramis's book and she says, Bill Murray was my godfather. And you go, Holy shit. Like these people are real people and they can pick up the phone and call each other and say, look, I'm making this movie. What do I do? Um, and, and, and it was very clear later down the road that Jason really was, that was important to him. He brought together his, um, advisory group, I think he called it of, of the original filmmakers and of the, the actors. And he, he ran all of the ideas by them. And so it it was just, he was trying to recreate the lightning in a bottle, um, which is very difficult to do. And I still hope he can do it. I hope he can do it. It's late. I hope he can. I hope they did it. I hope he can capture that. I hope he can. Yeah. Um, well, but you, you know, it's it's uh, it's really interesting, right? So, like, one of the things you always heard about these other scripts, and the thing is, um, we haven't seen those other scripts. The Hellbent script has been out there, but we don't. We know, you know, there's never been a public reading of. Ghostbusters three or Ghostbusters alive again, or, or, or whatever these, but there should be, there should, there should be, yeah. Uh, ghost core. There should be a coffee table book. There should be something, uh, just (sighs) the Ghostbusters that never was. Let me and Troy just read these (laughs) at night. We'll do it. Um, (laughs) but the one thing we always heard, it's like, well, it's a passing the torch. There's a new group. Yeah. They're in the firehouse scientists, Columbia university, and uh, it's like the only idea anybody could ever come up with because it was always like, well, we need to have the old guys in there, but no one's going to buy 70-year-old Dan Aykroyd. Uh, it's Oscar. Oscar's leading the new team. Every, every, every fan damn film. Fil- fan film. Yeah. Um, what would you say if it was Oscar, who's now, get this, a Ghostbuster? Hello. <laughs> Hi. Where's the Academy Award? Um, yeah. I kid. But we knew this... We, we never, maybe we had conversations like this, but when, when, when Jason Reitman's announced and you're like, okay, this is okay. Let's, let's take this all in. What are they saying? Okay. This is going to be a direct continuation to the stuff from the eighties. Check mark. Okay, cool. We're, yeah. we're good. No reboot, no remake. We're, we're in secret yeah. territory. This will be Ghostbusters three. Will the original cast be back? we're not going to say no. We're going to say there's going to be some surprises. So immediately it's like, okay, cool. Somebody's going to be there. Um, And then it became evident what, what we were going to see. And then I think the big question we all had was, well, how do they address, you know, Harold Ramis not being there? How do we, how do they address Egon not being there? And there was an interview maybe a month before the trailer hit where Dan Aykroyd said, he played it coy. He said something along the lines of like, well, we do have a nice, a nice little small tribute to, to uh, Harold and the legacy of Egon in the movie. And then we all kind of thought maybe just maybe this entire movie is about Egon and his family. And then we saw the first trailer and we're like, Oh, they went there. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's, it's about Egon and his family. Yeah. About Egon's yeah. family. 
of course. But this, but then you think about it, it's the only, if they're going to do it now with, with that kind of tone, with the kind of movies that Jason Reitman writes and directs, they're very uh, character focused. Uh, this is obviously a very family, this it's going to be like a family dramedy, I think is what, what we're going to yeah. get. At least that's what the first trailer felt like. But from the announcement on, it feels like everything they've done has been the right thing. The way that they rolled out the casting announcements, the way they rolled out the trailer, the uh, announcement that Bill Murray's in the movie with this like nice, what was a Vanity Fair, like a nice uh, piece in there. Um, obviously, all the COVID stuff has kind of put a little, <laughs> little wrench in the plans, but... Um, I don't even know what I'm getting at other than I want to ask you, how do you feel like as a longtime fan who's put your entire life into this, basically, uh, at least uh, not your professional life, but somewhat professional, you, you've put a lot of time, money and energy into being a Ghostbusters fan. How does it feel now that it's 2020 and we're, we're real close to this movie? Uh, well, I think my first reaction be, is real close. What have I done with my life? <laughs> I mean, People, people have have written uh, incredible tomes of work and uh, and have had families. And I created a podcast. You're a what the hell am fan. I doing? There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> um, no, I mean it's it's very exciting because we are in that sort of state where, um, you know, right before the Force Awakens came out, um, everybody was thinking. I kind, I, I kind of along similar lines as we are that um, uh, here's here's a filmmaker who we admire, who we know also admires the source material, who is a big fan of the source material. Um, and this could reinvigorate something to make more of something else. Right. Um, and again, I'm saying that strictly as somebody in like 2014 leading into 2015 uh, before The Force Awakens came out where – there was that sort of um, optimism and positivity and uh, hey, we can enjoy something guys. This will be great. Uh, And and that's kind of the stage that I'm in right now is I, I, I know um, I know that things are probably very difficult for them because like you were mentioning, the Anthony Bresnikan article was very particularly timed as to when they were going to announce that Bill Murray was in the movie. Right. Um, the, the trailer, as much as we all at FanFest one year ago wanted to see a trailer, it wasn't time for it yet. You know, they, they had very deliberately parsed things out and, you know, much as, um, we, we admire Jason Reitman as, as a, a storyteller and as, as a person and a filmmaker. Um, he's also a movie fan and he knows that the less that you know about a movie going into it, the more of an experience it is, the more that it is spontaneous and it, ins- it, it, it captures your imagination and your attention a lot better. If you don't know everything going into it, you know, when you go into a movie and you know, uh, at the end, Robert Downey Jr. is going to say that he's Iron Man in the middle of it. Um, uh, Jeff, uh, like there's going to be a moment where, um, Jeff Bridges puts on the Ironmonger suit and it looks awesome. And, uh, there's a moment where we're going to hear, uh, ACDC shoot us. Like if you know all of that stuff, you're just anticipating that to happen. Right. Um, and so I, I mean, I, I admire those who try to keep secrecy now because there is ourselves included. We have podcasts, we have to talk about stuff. So we have this 
there's a, um, a news cycle that has to be fed. And when we don't have any information, what are we talking about? So when something comes on, we, we grab it and we pet it and we kill it. And what do we do to our little bunny? Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel bad because they had this end game, no pun intended, lean leading up to July of, of this year. Um, and now they kind of have to sit and rethink things. The good news is now they have that time that they can parse more things out and they can also kind of tease us with other things and maybe create some other experiences to lead up to it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, think, man, it's, I don't think, yeah, it, it, the, the kind of hard pause sucks. Um, yeah. but once, you know, we're, we're getting to this point now where things are slowly starting to reopen, uh, there's going to be some level of normalcy over the next, you know, months. Uh, movies are going to be a thing again. It looks like Christopher Nolan's uh, Tenet is going to hit in July. Uh, and even if it doesn't, there, there's a lot of movies that are slated for release uh, July, August, September. And a lot of the stuff that was delayed from earlier this year is, you know, pushed into to the fall. So I think we're going to get back into that cycle of people going to the movies, anticipating that things like going to the grocery store and going, you know, to target and all that, all that stuff will become a little bit, you know, we might be wearing masks. Uh, I hope, yeah. uh, unless it's, uh, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> vaccine day, <laughs> vaccine day, <laughs> CVS. Everybody just grab your ticket for the movie and you're going to get this shot right here. Yeah, and, yeah. and a ghostbusters yeah. patch. Um, but I think, it'll just be different because it won't be a July release. It'll be an early March release, which means that we could really see a a huge marketing push through the holidays where there is big, you know, major movie releases happen in the holidays. And then it'll, it'll just be a little bit different than we thought, but I don't think, I mean, once that next trailer hits and I think I'm kind of with you, I don't, you know, there's some people talking about, will it be on Ghostbusters day? It's probably just too early. Um, Yeah. Maybe, Ghostbusters Day, we see something. I think we'll see something. I don't know if yeah, it's going to be a photo or something. A photo yeah. or a special message or or maybe a new 30-second teaser, something we didn't see in the first trailer. Uh, kind of a uh, little appetite. Appetite? Uh, Appeti- Judd Apatow. Ap- Judd Apatow will have <laughs> a moment. Uh, we'll see something, but I, I think probably right around Speaking Halloween, uh, you know, October, November, we'll see that that what would would have been the the second trailer um and that'll just start the the hype train up. i yeah. mean people are going to be ready and, to 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 see this thing when it when it hits but, well yeah i mean you you hit what i was just about to say is like the advantage to what's been going on with the stay at home and the the quarantine is my the one fear that i had about the movie was knowing how much this relies upon our nostalgia for the original film and jason's a nostalgia for the original film and the filmmakers are nostalgia for the original film um i was worried um jason langley i don't want to uh take credit for this but he always talked about in our podcast um way back in the day uh weaponized nostalgia um, and I was really before the shutdown, I was really concerned that there was a lot, you know, we have Bill and Ted three coming out. We got a new top gun coming out. We've got star Wars where people, there's so much star Wars now that even star Wars fans are starting to grow tired of star Wars, which is a crazy thing to me because I love everything star Wars. Um, so I was, I was a little concerned that ghostbusters was going to kind of be thrown into the deep end with all of these nostalgia based 
things um, and kind of be dismissed as like, oh, God, everybody's doing something from the 80s. Like, didn't we see Jem and the Holograms and Josie and the Pussycats and like all of these like it it felt to me like it was a little too like 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 the the cacophony of the room screaming like ghostbusters was trying to get our attention and now what has happened is everybody's had to sort of take a pause and be at home and not have new movies coming out and everything is kind of moved out like the I think Top Gun moved to December. I think Bill and Ted is still supposed to come out in August. We'll see if that happens. I think it is. I um, think the the latest rumors this week were it could be a VOD. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, I, well, and and that's that's another thing too is when when they pushed the movie, I saw so many people saying, "Well, just release it on VOD." No, well, no, 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 number no. one, the movie's not done. We saw Jason Reitman going to the Sony lot in the middle of the shutdown, trying to work on the film still. <laughs> Um, so they're still working on it. Um, but also like this, this is a movie theater experience. If Jason Reitman had been deliberately parsing things out, wanting to have that first experience in the theater be a certain way, do you think he's just going to drop it on iTunes some random Tuesday in the middle of no. No. Um, and and neither does the studio want to do that. They, they want it to have that big theatrical release they want kids to get excited about it they want to sell toys they want it to become the evergreen property that it should be and always has been um the one thing they don't have to worry about is americans uh not going out because people are out like people are gonna you open the theater people are going it's gonna be packed (laughs) whatever hopefully by march it'll be safe to do uh but uh Listen, I mean, yeah, I hope so. I kid, God, God willing, by March, we're fine. Um, but you're right, though. But yeah, like, this this is a movie that deserves after the wait. Listen, there's always going to be people who Ghostbusters and I kind of touch on this earlier. Ghostbusters fandom is divided into a lot of different categories because it's not like Ninja Turtles, where when they put out a new Ninja Turtles movie, no matter what, it's going to be aimed at kids for the most part and yeah there's people who or, or the shows it, like the the ninja turtle shows are always aimed towards kids because they want to catch the four and five year olds right who are now going to spend you know 13 14 years on the property exactly. yeah but ghostbusters is different because when ghost you know when you when you hear paul feig talk about ghostbusters his experience was ghostbusters was just the next movie after stripes with these great people that we love doing a great comedy. And it was just this amazing comedy. And then you've got the people who were kind of in our age bracket where it was like obsessed with ghostbusters, obsessed with real ghostbusters, obsessed with ghostbusters to think, you know, spent my whole life. Just, I literally, until I was probably 25 years old, just thought everybody knew ghostbusters two was just the better movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, Having to correct people that this is not the second ghostbusters movie is just like, exactly. Well, you have those kind of people too, who like, I love ghostbusters. Oh, there was a second one. And it's like, what are you talking about? So I think there's (laughs) mass appeal. Um, there's part of me that kind of thinks just getting away from that summer tentpole pressure might be a good thing. Yeah. Like it's just too much pressure uh, on our, on our poor little ghostbusters. Well, and it, and the, yeah, the timing, the timing feels good because it will come after the holidays, you know, it will have the attention of people, um, you know, heading into spring break, um, you know, after the holidays, people are going to have that, um, you know, uh, <laughs> There's a little bit of fatigue. I don't know about the merchandising. We'll see how that goes. But 
Um, maybe they release all the merchant merchandise right before Christmas and then we're, we're good. I but, mean, the, the stuff that's hitting now, people are going to, you know, people in our circles yeah. are, are going out and I'm, I'm, I'm talking like, it's not me. People like uh, me. No. And it's old. It's, it's the, it's the retro figures from 86 that are being released right now. Yeah. And that's, that's what's flying off the shelves. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, and, and it does give them a, another opportunity to, you know, one of the biggest complaints you always hear from toy developers and video game companies is that they don't have enough lead time. The movie comes out in July of 2020. You are not giving me designs until January or February of 2020 in the best case scenario. Um, and I'm supposed to do a six month workflow in that short amount of time to have stuff on the shelves before your movie comes out. Well, now there's a little bit of a, you know, they, they now have all the designs. They now have to kind of stop their production on, on action figures because of things happening overseas. Um, it's actually lining up pretty well for them um, in, in some instances. So I, I think, you know, on the merch front, dude, there's going to be so much stuff that I, you're going to have to buy like 20 DTOFs. I don't know. All right, do you have a DTOF budget set aside? <laughs> I do. I really Just do. in case, like, uh, okay. No, <laughs> I mean, listen, there's going to be the merchandising I'm never worried about because movie merchandising these days is so the life cycle of a toy line in a toy aisle is it's just never going to be what it was, you know, back, back yeah. in the heyday, back when we were, we were kids. So yeah, the, the, the toy aisles come January, February are going to be filled with ghostbuster stuff and, and we'll, it, it'll be great. Um, yeah. but from a box office perspective, I really truly do not think that the current, COVID-19 situation by next March is going to really have a major impact on uh, box office. I, I really don't, because uh, I don't think, yeah. I don't think studios make so much money. Like they're, ju- they're just not going to change the, the way that movies are released. Uh, maybe theaters will have to do some adapting to number of screens, number of people, stuff like that, but people are going to go to yeah. movies. I think the movie going experience will, will change, um, just because you can't pack, you know, X amount of people into a theater anymore, at least for the foreseeable future. But yeah, I mean, there has been a lot of panic and, you know, the AM AMC fight with universal about, um, was it trolls or, you know, it's like, yes, things change and things evolve. And there are, there are always those catalysts that make it happen, um, but that movie going experience, the only way that I see it changing is that it's going to go back to kind of the way it was in the eighties, which is again, incredibly advantageous for ghostbusters afterlife is that you're not going to have as many films coming out. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I was overwhelmed as a, as somebody who loves to devour pop culture, you know, every weekend there was a movie coming out and I've got a kid, I can't go see this movie. So I don't get to see that until it comes out on video. And then uh, this TV show comes out this week and I can't watch that because I'm watching this show right now. And it's just, if, if anything, what this has done is the all stop button has helped us kind of take a breath. Right. And then also the production cycle before the assembly line can get started back up again, we're going to have to sort of pace ourselves too. So next year there's going to be less things coming out. In fact, it's going to be more things from this year coming out next year mm-hmm. than, than anything. Um, yeah. And, produ- and the thing so. is, is I'm glad that ghostbusters afterlife is not the, uh, not the testing ground, right? We're going to have yes. six months of movie releases to figure out things that are working and things that are not working. Like if, if, you know, Mulan is supposed to come out in July and if Mulan comes out at the end of July and completely flops, then, 
major studios like Disney and, and everybody, there, there's going to be some rethinking of like, okay, what happened yeah. there? What is the reason for this? Um, I'm glad that Ghostbusters doesn't need to be that litmus test. Yes. Um, but I'm also excited <laughs> that like, it seems like, especially like in the UK, like productions are going to start ramping back up again. And like, I think we'll all have that kind of sigh of relief once movies and TV shows are being made again and these release dates are holding, we're actually seeing things happen. We will all be like, okay, things are different. Things are changing, but we're, yeah. we're moving towards uh, some positive outcomes. And, and for, for uh, podcasts like mine that only have one subject, it's <laughs> going to be a lot better in about a year. Yes. Have some, I'm always jealous because you guys can talk about, you know, what you bought on eBay and I'm like, <laughs> I can't, we're just going to build a model for this episode so we it. can talk about that stuff. Well, listen, we're almost at the hour mark, and I have a feeling we're going yeah. to do this more um, because, frankly, there's nothing else to do. Um, but uh, it's just an excuse for us to talk for an hour, man. I'm, I'm down with it's it. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, let's go ahead. So we talked about the cross trip. Obviously, iTunes, you guys are on Spotify now. Anywhere you get a podcast, uh, you guys have been doing it for gosh, five, six years, whatever it's been. Way I, mean, too I can't long. believe that by time I, I looked at it. So we were all at the trailer event for afterlife or not for afterlife for answer the call. <laughs> that will be the five year weekend anniversary of afterlife coming out that first week. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, I mean, that's nuts. I mean, it's insane. Uh, I, uh, I feel like I have had more time with you and Abby and Jake than I did with anybody in high school, <laughs> which I don't know if that's sad or cool at the same time. That's great. It's awesome. We, I mean, that's the cool thing about the, you know, the Ghostbusters community is a lot. There's a lot of different parts and facets. You got people who are prop builders, people who are, do the franchise stuff, collectors. And then like the, what the quote unquote Ghostbusters media, it's a pretty small group. There's not a whole lot yeah. of us. So, uh, um, well, Sony can only pay so many people. Yes. Yeah. Shills By can the only. Way, when you, what was it <laughs> last year when you guys got the, uh, God, what was it? Oh, the, <laughs> the Comic Con Transformer, the, the big one. Oh, yeah. I remember being like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where's my. Well, Has, Hasbro is sending you retro figures that they're not sending me. So, so it takes solace in <laughs> Hey, I, I might have a set for you. Did you, did you well, the pre-orders hasn't even shipped yet. I don't know what's going on. I know. On I, pre, I pre-ordered through Walmart, and yeah. I'm still sitting there waiting. At, I check at my signs, tracking but, every day. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I mean, it is. We, we do get – that's the thing that I don't take advantage of is we do get things like that. And then and then when people say you're a shill, well, yeah, I, they did send this thing to me because yes. they want me to talk about it. But they also – influencers is a whole other that's podcast a whole for a whole other that's hour. A whole but thing. I, I don't want to be an influencer. I just want to be a fan. I want to be – Something else. Yeah. I want to be an influencer and I will take all of your free shit and I will talk. I okay. will talk like I'm always like talking <laughs> shit about Transformers. I'm not, I don't get Transformers at all. And I'm always like I'm always telling Abby and Jake, if I ever start collecting Transformers, just pull the plug. <laughs> Plug me in. I, and I was gonna say, that, like, that's the safety. I always tell Abby, like, if Craig starts talking about Transformers, you're, you'll you'll put him out of his misery. Right. <laughs> just. But it only takes me one <laughs> one email. And I'll be the biggest Transformers fan in the world. Well, let me tell you guys what I think about this. Um, okay, so you got the podcast. Podcast. You're a producer. You work on shows. You've got books. You talked about the Wakanda Files. Tell, tell Besides that or talk about that, what do you got coming up? 
Uh, so let's see. So we've got uh, book-wise, yeah, the Wakanda Files is coming out. It's a in-world uh, technical manual from uh, Shuri, who is the you know the the tech guru in Wakanda. Um, she sent the War Dogs out to get all of the information on all of the technology in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, and it's it's one of those like I've done a few books now for Marvel, but it's one of those where I finally got to do something in-world, and we got to explain. Why was Bruce Banner experimenting with gamma technology? We kind of get to go into that a little bit deeper. Um, so that's that's fun. That comes out in September. Real quick, when, um, when you're working on something like that, do you how much consultation is there to make sure that the stuff you're saying is, you know, in canon or like at least not negating things that they're planning down the road or or whatever? Uh, oh, we have free roam. They don't <laughs> inhibit anything here. Uh, <laughs> No, there is. Uh, it's insane. Um, part, part of the reason that the book is coming out in September is because we were writing things um, right before uh, a little film called Avengers Infinity War came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wrote everything. We had a really great manuscript in, in hand. Uh, Infinity War came out. Uh, Thanos snapped, spoiler alert, and uh, half the world or half the, the galaxy went away. Um, that really uh changes a book to your writing <laughs> you're in the theater and your your manuscript starts fading away as well <laughs> it did um you know half the characters that you're talking about in the present tense are no longer in the present tense so you then have to kind of stop and rethink like is that how does that affect it so yeah so it was really tough um, because they don't tell you because marvel is so secretive they it's on a need to know basis they don't tell anybody what's happening so um so we wrote a book Infinity War came out. We retooled the book. Endgame came out. We told the book again. Uh, Far From Home came out. That changed things. So, um, you know, it's we, we tried to keep up to date so that when the book came out, it felt fresh and yeah. present and not like, dude, they wrote this before Infinity War. This thing sucks. <laughs> Throw it away. Um, that's funny. So, so that was that was the most difficult part. But yeah, Marvel is, they have a whole team now. It's It's kind of like... Uh, I mean, Marvel has always had the team. It's Star Wars that's keeping up now. But there is a story group for Marvel that that looks over everything. And um, when I first started, uh, Will Corona Pilgrim, who wrote all the the prequel comic books for for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he was the one kind of like pushing me in directions and making sure that things were were correct. Um, but yeah, uh, and Adam and a bunch of people at Marvel, they all review things and give notes and change things. And um, yeah, so it, it's. There's a lot of consultation. Is that that's the answer? A lot um, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's Marvel Studios. They know what's up. They know what they're good, doing. Though. I think um, ultimately, yeah, uh, I'm sure that can be uh, trying while you're doing it, but it, it makes for a, the the best possible. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that if you do it right and you spend the time doing it the right way, then it pays off years down the road. Like there on on the Ghostbusters, the Ectomobile manual, mm-hmm. there is. Um, Somebody right now, shoot, I think uh, I should have looked it up. Uh, so on Twitter, somebody did like a, a scientific explanation of how the ghost trap works. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was what we did in the Ectomobile manual was tried to explain the actual science, like what happens to the to the negatively decaying um, um, uh, energy when the ghost is is trapped into a trap and how does it stay inside that trap? Um, and 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 I hear shades of what we talked about in the book there, or there's a, um, uh, an Irish 
a Ghostbuster fan who did um, like a, a, an employee HR video. And there are things parroted in there that we put in that I thought were just funny, but now people are taking his canon. Right. And it was like a joke that I thought Eric would laugh at at Ghost Corps. And then when uh, it it has legs, you feel very, very like you there's pride, but you also feel like ownership over things. Yeah, for um, sure. So I'm like, I'm, well, I'm when something really proud comes from of your it, brain but. and it becomes, listen, like somewhere in the star Wars world, at some point somebody said, let's drop bombs in space. <laughs> and just, how does that work? I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it just is what it means. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. I mean, when it all comes down to it, there were, um, flying, uh, Malamute dogs next to Harrison Ford and a hamburger with an olive poked into it. Um, and people loved it and respect it. So maybe just curb your expectations of the door, but, um, <laughs> tiny bit, just a tiny bit. Uh, it, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, and I, especially the Ghostbusters book and the Marvel books, like you pour so much of your time and effort and energy and you revise and you, you, you do everything, especially as a fan, like you want your fellow fans to, to get value and, and use out of it. Um, <laughs> especially the licensed books. It's not like it's paying well. Again, look at, I have an inflatable mattress behind me. I, like I, the money is not coming in. And we're going to put the number up on the screen for the, uh, the Troy Benjamin <laughs> fund. Fund me right here. Um, Hashtag stay home. Send Troy money. I have a wife and a child who need to eat. Um, but yeah, I mean, so th- those books are, it's, it's, um, it, it it sounds crazy to say that that's what I do for fun. Um, but for the most part, yeah, those, those are like my fun side projects. Um, and then during the day I've been doing Disney plus stuff. We have a show, uh, that, um, Brian Henson is the executive producer on called earth to Ned. It comes out on Disney plus, I think sometime in the fall now, again, everything has changed in this, uh, this world right now. So, um, but it's, it's an alien talk show. um, where uh, a, a giant um, alien uh, named Ned, who is puppeteered by six different people at the same time, and it is from a technical standpoint, it still astounds me to this day how it happened. Um, he interviews celebrities and gets to know Earth culture, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's awesome. I can't um, wait for that. So that that comes out uh, soon, and yeah, and otherwise, man, it's just uh, just trying to keep things together. Yeah. Just trying to keep my shit together. <laughs> That's all what else can you That's do in this world? I mean, I don't think people understand. I, I think people who have started a podcast understand, but for like just to put on a weekly show to, to do the hour or two hours of recording, do the editing, get it up, do make the post, do the social media, plus work your full-time job, plus have a life and, you know, a pizza and a beer to yeah. like actually take in a piece. This is, here's my last question. What are you watching? Besides your child, <laughs> what are you watching on television <laughs> My child, or a movies? Lot. That is uh, that would be your recommendation for, uh, for the uh, people. If you haven't been watching what we do in the shadows on FX, um, highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, it's it's funny. The good news about this this quarantine starting in about March was that there were things lined up that I was really looking forward to watching. So Star Trek Picard came out, and every week we got to watch an episode of that. So that became appointment viewing for us. Um, and what we do in the shadows has become that right now because, uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, their movie it's on Amazon prime. I think it's free right now on Amazon prime. 
Um, movie's so check great. Out I've the never f- watched a show, but the movie's great. I'll have to watch a show. Yeah, and, and the show is basically a continuation. It's just a different sect of vampires in Staten Island. Um but it's it's that same sort of it's it it's right in the wheelhouse of Ghostbusters. It is it's comedy in this like what should be a George Romero terrible horror film right. that airs at midnight, you know. Um so uh so we've been watching that. Um and that's really that's really it. We're we're rewatching Battlestar Galactica. Cool. <laughs> uh, I forget about that show because that was such a good it was a departure for me when it first came out because I've never really gravitated towards like long form sci-fi like yeah. that. Like even sometimes Star Trek's a little bit hard for me. Um, I'm not intellectual yeah. is what I'm saying. Uh, but, but I, really, <laughs> I beg to differ. Uh, hmm. Yes. Uh, but I do, uh, I do like Battlestar a lot. We, uh, we started Ozark finally. Um, oh, nice. And, uh, How's that? It's great. We, we, we normally don't binge. We're normally like one episode at a time. Uh, but we knocked out season one yesterday. <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're at the point I, I, of quarantine where we're like, let's just let's just watch the whole season. Going. Yeah, I mean upload. Everybody talks about upload and um I haven't watched that yet and um Space Force and t- stuff that we'll be able to watch like yeah. in full seasons, yeah. it seems like. But um and with yeah, HBO it's, Max launching, Peacock, plenty of content out there for everybody. I haven't I haven't listened to the YHS uh, roundtable yet. I'm very curious to hear what well, was said. Well, here's the thing: it that. hasn't been recorded yet. Um, we, okay, we kept missing our recording because of uh, scheduling. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to announce a date that we're dropping it to make sure everybody yeah. knows that we have to record this damn thing. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Why did Ryan Dole just join the Zoom? Oh no! Am I on the Justice League roundtable? No, no, no! We, I can't do we, it. So we I gotta, are going to try go. our best to make that a. Uh, I don't know. We all rewatched Justice League because I couldn't remember it. I was like, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to talk about the Snyder cut, I need to have some context. So I'm like, let me me think about Justice League. And I was like that I was, I, as I rewatched Justice League, I realized that anything that I was thinking of was like Aquaman. Because I saw Aquaman. Yeah, or, or Batman versus Superman. Batman I just conflate them all into one movie at um, this point. I will yeah. say this. Upon rewatching Justice League, I was surprised that it was worse than I remember. Uh, oh, no. And uh, I, I have a feeling that whatever they do with the Snyder Cut is actually going to be uh, different. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to yeah. be better, but it's going to be different. Uh, I mean, it's... Um, it's certainly like the, what I'm looking forward to hearing on the roundtable of what you guys are talking about is what doors has this open? Because the first thing then I saw is David Ayer talking, well, I've got another cut of Suicide Squad and Paul Feig, who I think was joking. Right. But it, of course, because every time <laughs> Feig says something about Ghostbusters, it becomes a thing. Yeah. He's like, well, I had a three hour cut of Ghostbusters answer the call. Yeah. Um, is this now opening the door for alternate cuts of films? I don't think so. I think because this one is a unique I mean, circumstance the other thing too is when it comes out and it it's not a good movie are all of the people going to say like be careful what you wish for because well, i thought this was going to be the best justice league film i've ever seen i, think, I don't know but well, we're going to get into it but I, I think the thing is is like director's cuts have always like we've had since dvds came out we've had director's cuts like we've had yeah. blade runner and you know alien and so we superman like there's been these alternate versions i think the uh the Zack Snyder situation was just so specifically like 
Yeah. The, 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 the events surrounding his removal from that movie. And the, you know, the, the one thing that I will say is that it does seem like he was off that movie months before it was ever announced. And they were just yeah. not happy with the, the direction and, and all, all the stuff that we've, we've been hearing and about. before, before the personal things happened before too. The personal yeah. Stuff happened. So, yeah. um, but I have nothing against Zack Snyder. I, I, I really like Watchmen. I think that's a cool movie. Yeah. I really like that movie. Uh, three, uh, yeah. I mean, he, I put Zack Snyder, uh, in the same category and I say this lovingly, I, I don't say this as, as, as demeaning, but, um, Joe Kaczynski who did Tron legacy mm-hmm. and oblivion and just these, these filmmakers who have unbelievable visual storytelling, um, uh, instincts and abilities and talents, um, who, if you put them in the right hands with the right script and the right screenwriter and, and they could do amazing things and like, yeah, Watchmen was the source material was awesome. And he really made that for the most part, pretty authentic to an adaptation as you could get for, for Watchmen. But, um, but yeah, I mean, from everything I hear again, this is just me, not as, as a studio insider, this is just me as somebody who's a fan but everything I hear about Warner Brothers is that it was literally a committee directing every one of these films. And that's why you get the um, <laughs> what's what's the the Kevin Smith story about wanting the giant spider oh, yeah, uh, yeah. to come in his Superman movie. Right, and right. you go and you see Wild Wild West right. and there's the damn giant spider. There's the, ja- um, the giant spider. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. mean, I, I don't you know what for the, for, the, for the people I know there's a toxic element to some of the, the release, the Snyder Cut movement. But for the people out there who are actually like, I, I'm trying to do the empathy thing where I'm like, if I was a hardcore yeah. fan of Batman versus Superman, and I knew in my heart that Zack Snyder didn't get to to complete his you know trilogy or his vision or whatever, uh, then I, I'd probably want to see see that come to fruition as well. Because I'll tell you what, the Justice League that was released in theaters is not a good movie. Uh, so. Um, but there are, there are shades of a good movie in there too. Like making, making a movie of any kind is a difficult feat to begin with. Um, so when you see a big scale movie like justice league or, or any of these big summer temples, the first thing, the benefit of the doubt that I give them is that they finished the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, some way, somehow they made it across the finish line. So, you know, like when I'm editing a six minute YouTube video, I'm like, I just don't know how I'm ever going to finish this. Um, and so you have, you have so many different personalities. You have so many different, you have shareholders and you have brand and campaign and marketing people. And you have actors who have representation who want certain things. And you have, uh, 20 producers who all have different visions of what this movie has to be. And you as a director or you as a producer who, whoever is sort of the spearhead of the movie has to get that done. And just the fact that justice league got made is a feat in and of itself. Um, and it's also, and, the, and that's coming back to Ghostbusters and we can wrap it up here. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that afterlife seem from what we know. And, and I, I like to think that you and I, we, we know some stuff like we, we, we know what's out there, but we, we, we talk to people we are involved in the community, like where we have our finger yeah. on the pulse from everything we've heard. This was really much, you know, and Jason Reitman said it itself. Said it, said it himself. Wow, it's one in the morning here. I know. I'm sorry, man. I need a drink. <laughs> Time zones. Uh, he said they wrote the script. They took it to Sony, and Sony was like, "Cool, do it." 
let's go. Let's make a Ghostbusters. And they didn't movie. think that that would happen. They thought they had like four or five more drafts they would have yeah. to do before. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, it, it's amazing how that movie came together and then, you know, teaser trailer and then fan fest and then, oh, cool. Paul Rudd's in the movie. Finn Wolfhard is just like, oh, this, this thing's really rolling. Yeah. Uh, and then the best part, they went to the middle of nowhere, Canada on sound stages nobody even knew existed and they filmed yeah. it. Nobody knows what yeah. is going on in this movie and I love it. I Yeah, that's the best it. part. I don't want to know anything about it. I think if nothing. anybody is out there watching or listening to this, don't just wait until something is told to you from official sources because my my best movie going experience was going to see the original Jurassic Park and uh Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and knowing nothing about them because I was a kid. And that, all I knew was the trailer, and that's what you should go in with. But Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the good news is we only have, what is it, well, 10 months We to have go. 750 more podcasts Here's that we have thing. to record Ten before months, that happens. By, listen, just get me to like October. Get me to Halloween season, and then we'll be rolling. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to make yeah. it through summer. Bill and Ted, that's how. Bill and Ted. It's going to be great. Come on, Bill and Ted. What if yeah. it's, it's like, oh, man, that was really bad. They really shouldn't have brought that one back. I mean, same thing. A lot of people hate Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I love that so movie. Good. Like, I actually may like that movie better than the first one. It's, but it's a wild movie. Yeah, because it took like the Gremlins 2 stance. It's like, let's just take everything we did in the first movie and make it totally crazy. Yeah, well, they didn't try um, to repeat it. And that's the one thing. Yeah. Hey, that's the one thing. You've watched that first Afterlife trailer. People have criticisms of The Force Awakens as like, yeah, it's good. There was reverence, but it was a rehash of A New Hope beat by beat. I um, do not think that the new Ghostbusters movie is going to feel a whole lot. Maybe there'll be a, you know, it'll feel like the tone and the spirit of Ghostbusters, but uh, these yeah. kids running around the farm uh, is not gonna, it's not going to feel like. You, uh, you don't think that Paul Rudd's going to take the kids and start a business in the middle of New York City with them? Watch, that's what it is. Seems totally plausible what, to halfway me. Halfway through, they're in the firehouse in New York. <laughs> And uh, Finn Wolfhard's answering the phones. Wontons are being delivered. Oh, God. Please. (laughs) I hope there's some Easter eggs in there. Um, I had to. I'm on on YHS. I had had to. to. (laughs) It's been a while since we've talked about Wonton. Well, listen, Troy Benjamin, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Everybody go check out the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross Rip. Download it. Subscribe. Listen every week. Uh, Stay informed. Uh, listen to the intellectuals. Uh, <laughs> telling you, or you people are... who pretend to be intellectual, yes, at uh, least. And uh, yeah, good luck with everything. Good luck with quarantine. I hope you got that takeout pizza you've been trying <sighs> to get for a while. It tasks me. Tell me the it name of that place. Me. I'm going to get it delivered to you. <laughs> Slice and pint. Slice and pint. Slice and pint. Hollywood, yeah. USA. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you live. I know That's, geography yeah. of California. Any town, USA. Yes. Main Street. Yeah. Gordon Street. I once knew a girl <laughs> on Gordon Street. Um, well, cool. Troy, thanks, man. We'll uh, we'll catch up thanks, soon. Thanks, man. This is great. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thanks thanks for having me on the, uh, whatever you end up calling this version of it's YHS. It's going to be late yeah. night with Craig <laughs> with no affiliation to YHS. Wouldn't it be weird <laughs> if I was like, oh, this is just for my own personal uh, file. This- this is you trying your solo phase. Yeah. This is uh, yes. you're splitting the band up. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like being a part of this. Yeah, you will. Uh, you are Yoko. That's the way. It <sighs> <is>. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm Ringo. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, no, no, no. We'll uh, we'll we'll catch up soon, and uh, yeah. we'll uh, uh, say hi to the family. 
you too as well and uh I, whatever's happening on the other side of the next generation uh divider there i'm i'm curious um it's just the kitchen well that <laughs> it's just our kitchen uh, i i i put that up because otherwise i feel there's like a distracting there's no door to the kitchen so i feel like you should have built that up like on the next episode you're going to reveal that's where the ninjas are being trained like <laughs> or where, your your special forces that's where, what if i had uh no that's where i have uh the guy who played data kidnapped <laughs> he's behind there in a chair <laughs> Uh, keep him around. That'd be weird. I don't think that would be weird. weird. I think you also just admitted to another crime on this podcast. It's like, Like, uh, celebrities are trying to find new revenue streams. So it's like, it's like the next step of cameo. uh, You're borrowing them for borrow a celebrity in definite amount of time. Um, Yeah. God, I've, I've only considered like how, if I wanted to get like a big celebrity guest on the podcast for 15 minutes, could I negotiate a cameo? Uh, I saw Saving Silverman. You might want to check that out as research. Okay. That's probably the best. Yeah. God, next week on YHS, we've got Tara <laughs> Reed, Charlie Sheen, and somebody- Neil Diamond. <laughs> Neil Diamond. <laughs> Just all bumpers. Hey, this is Neil Diamond, <laughs> and we're wishing you a sweet Carolina of a summer at Yes, I have some bumpers. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye, dude.